What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. If you guys would do me a quick favor and leave this podcast either five stars or a good review or share it with one of your buddies that would like Jiu-Jitsu content, I would greatly appreciate it. That helps the podcast grow and, uh, yeah, helps people get their Jiu-Jitsu just a little bit better. So in today's episode, I want to talk about bigger guys in Jiu-Jitsu. I did a podcast a couple episodes ago, I don't know how many ago, about smaller guys in jiu-jitsu, specifically smaller white belts, because that's what I'm most related with. That's what I was. I was a smaller individual training jiu-jitsu, but we got to give our big guys some love too. So what I want to start with though is about what is considered a big guy in jiu-jitsu and what is considered a small guy in jiu-jitsu. I actually had quite a bit of questions on that. What would I consider small? What would I consider big? And I, I hadn't really ever put a whole lot of thought into it, but since people are asking, I'll, I'll give you kind of, I guess, my own metric. Well, you know, when you look at combat sports like the UFC or, or boxing or any of them, you know, anything over 205 pounds or 205, I think, is light heavyweight. And then everything over 205 is considered heavyweight. So I would go ahead and let's go ahead and classify. If you're probably north of 200 pounds, then that is probably going to be considered more heavy, like a heavyweight. And I would say if you're under, I don't know, 150, 160, I consider that a little bit more lightweight. And then, you know, if you're over 150, 160, then you are probably, you know, medium, basically. So if you want to say light, medium, heavy, there's your guys' kind of metrics on that. So I would say this this podcast will be for you if you are over that 200-ish uh, pound. Now, even if you're not, this still might be an interesting topic for you because you could either give advice maybe to some bigger guys or, um, you know, maybe learn how to beat them with some of this advice, you know, just do the opposite. It's always good to learn both sides of the coin. So when I say bigger guys too, I don't just mean like generously built or, you know, like overweight style. I mean, guys that are like big, muscly, strong, just bigger individuals, right? So um, that's kind of the category we're going with mass, basically, if your mass is that amount. So a lot of times I think big guys, they also get, I don't know if picked on is the right word, but they kind of get shamed when they get told to use their strength or use their size. They're kind of told, you know, not to do that. And, and I understand why that's being told. But I don't think anyone ever gets context or offers up any kind of other advice. So this is what I'll give you guys. That when you're a bigger guy in jiu-jitsu, you want to train jiu-jitsu like a small person, not as if you were a small person. So there is a kind of a difference there. So as if a small person being like, hey, train like you're like be a smaller person, basically, that usually refers to the idea of playing what's called a small man jiu-jitsu game, which is a lot of times playing a lot of bottom, you know, fitting yourself through tiny spaces, um, doing certain techniques that require a little bit more flexibility or speed that a lot of times a bigger guy just can't do. So I don't want my bigger students to play jiu-jitsu like a small man. I don't want you to play the game like a small man, but I would encourage them to train like a small man. So what I mean by that is really understanding the leverage and the mechanics of how a technique works 
that's really what I encourage my bigger students to do. Like I said, I was a smaller individual, so I have not traveled the big man journey, but I've majority of my students have always been much bigger than me. So I've kind of seen some mistakes that they have made over time and where that's kind of put them into a pitfall. And usually when you're a bigger guy, you will bias yourself toward using your strength and size. But then, like I said, you kind of get shamed for it. So I think there's a way to use a healthy balance of both. Um, I still want you to play a top man game or a heavy man game, but you should still be trying to negate as much of your... I don't want to say negate physical assets, but like, for example, if you're going to escape the bottom of side control, really try your best to understand how to create leverage without using your strength. So like understanding where to put your hands for a frame, really understanding how to perform a shrimp. Because one day when you actually need to use your strength and you can combine them together, it's like really annoying and it's superhuman level abilities. Jiu-Jitsu is already amazing by the techniques that it provides and the leverage it provides for smaller people. But if you can get a big guy or if you're a big guy and you can buy into that and use your strength, oh my man, you guys are a nightmare. So that's really what I w- would encourage my bigger students to do. Unfortunately, because they are big and strong when they're first starting their journey, they will just ignore the bottom position and just kind of out muscle and out strength and really play a lot of top position and not really understand the leverage of how techniques work. So I really encourage my bigger students to understand the leverage, even if it comes to something like close guard and they're trying to do some sweeps, really understanding how the mechanics of the move work, not just by like forcing somebody down and pushing them down and just kind of, like I said, manhandling them. Because when it, when you get a little bit more skilled and you fight someone who is your size and more skilled, then it just gets negated and it doesn't really work as well for you. So that's really what I would encourage bigger guys to start with is really study the mechanics of the techniques. Don't just give in to their natural strength and ability. I think there's a time and place to use it. But in the beginning, I recommend that you really study how everything works. The next thing is I don't really encourage you to necessarily play a small man's game, like I said earlier, because a small man's game, you have to fit into little tiny spaces. And when you're a big guy, you have larger limbs, you have more mass you have to move. So it's much more difficult to play a small man game. I still encourage big guys to get on top and hold people down. But you want to, like I said, try to apply it with the actual right technique. Now, another thing I would encourage big guys to do is really understand actually how to use their weight. So what I mean by that, a lot of times big guys just naturally feel heavy because like I said, mass matters, but really they need to understand how to apply their weight. And this comes um, more into play later because when you're a white belt as a bigger guy, you get you feel bad a lot of times when you're training with your smaller training partners because you don't want to crush them. You don't want to hurt them. You don't want people to not want to train with you. So you get used to pulling your weight off of people. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're, you know, 225 pounds and you're training with a little Sally, that's 105 pounds. Like, yeah, please pull your weight and please make it applicable and, and not crush them and ruin their jiu-jitsu experience. But often, I think big guys don't know when they should actually apply their full weight and when they should pull it. So this is my recommendation here is kind of a a guide for you, I guess. If 
you are like a white belt and you're training and you're 225 pounds. Let's just use that as a metric. And you're training with a white belt that's 150 pounds. Well, yeah, probably crushing them is is not going to do too much for you. And you should probably be mindful of that. Now, if that same uh, white belt is 225 pounds, but you're training with a blue belt, you should absolutely be crushing them. Because at the end of the day, even though that mass does matter, skill also matters too. So you're doing two people an injustice if it's the white and blue belt example. Number one, you're doing yourself an injustice by not actually understanding how to apply your weight. And then you're also doing the blue belt, a smaller blue belt, an injustice by not teaching them how to deal with somebody's weight. Now, obviously, you know, skill, a certain skill does matter in like age, like if they're 60 years old and you're 20 years old and they're a blue belt and you're a white belt. Yeah. Like obviously use these other metrics to in place, but the basis idea that I'm wanting big guys to really grasp is that especially if you're going against people who are more skilled than you, I want you to start applying your weight onto them because if you don't start at some point, then when is a good time to start? Cause there's always going to be people who are less skilled than you or more skilled than you. I would also encourage you that if you're that 225 pound um, white belt and you're training against somebody who's, you know, 185, go ahead and apply your weight. That's not that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things. The only time you should be thinking about pulling your weight is if it is a significant difference or a significant skill difference. I would even argue that the more skilled, like if this is a purple belt versus a blue belt, then if you're a bigger guy, you should not be pulling your weight at all. So the weight gets pulled less as you start to fight more skilled people um, because they need to be able to learn how to handle it. And this is why you'll see big guys actually have quite a bit of an advantage. That's why all the latest ADCC champions are all going to be heavyweights because mass and size does matter. Then you add that with skill and it's just a complete nightmare. That's why no little guys are winning ADCC because at the end of the day, even though their skill is good, they, uh, you know, they just can't, if someone actually knows how to apply their mass, then it, then it sucks. So, um, so big guys, you still need to learn how to apply your weight to people because one day when you're grappling against someone who's your size or God forbid, even bigger, then you really need to know where and, and how to put your weight. So I know if you're a little guy right now, you're probably screaming at the phone or the podcast saying like, Oh, don't tell big guys. I don't want to be crushed by big guys. But if you're going to get into a real self-defense altercation, small guys, 99% of the time, it's going to be against someone bigger. And yeah, they may not be skilled, but learning how to deal with someone who is actually skilled and learn how to deal with their weight, learning how to breathe with someone on top of you is extremely important, especially if you're wanting to learn any kind of self-defense or protection. I know I used to get really frustrated when I was a small guy. And I would be like a two-stripe, three-stripe blue belt. And I would have a big, strong white belt come in. And if they got top position, it was even still hard for me to kind of get them off. But those are amazing lessons to learn in the gym. So um, like I said, big guys, you're actually going to be doing your partner or a smaller individual a disservice if you actually don't apply their weight. Now, obviously, there are different extremes. I'm not saying be a dick. And I'm not saying to like grab their face or 
or do like a spearing neon belly and don't don't be an a-hole i'm not saying that but if you're like in hip to hip or if you're in side control like put your weight on them if you're in mount like put your weight on them if you're in these positions like actually give them your weight don't don't pull the weight as i guess what i'm saying um so obviously train with caution you know you don't want to hurt people but um, there's a way to like slowly increase your weight pressure, slowly take it off, almost like a knob on a stove. You know, you can increase the flame or decrease the flame. So developing that skill as a big guy is very, very important. I actually, even though I'm not a big guy, I had to do this because I was teaching a lot of kids. So I would teach kids anything from four to four and up. So obviously I couldn't crush a kid. So there's there has to be a way that you can you know, take the weight off of people and put the weight on them. So big guys need to develop that same skill as well. So that's my advice for you bigger guys, making sure that you're training jujitsu like a small man, not as if you were a small man. So you don't want to play the small man jujitsu game. Just really try to learn the leverage and all of the mechanics that go into jujitsu techniques. And then don't pull your weight, especially if it's a, someone who is, you know, around your size or even more skilled than you start learning to apply your weight because you have a great asset of probably being able to get on top of people. So start developing that skill early, really figure out where's the best ways to put your weight. How can you really control somebody? So with that, that's the end of this podcast. I appreciate you guys checking in. Um, yeah, make sure you guys give this a nice little review. Also, if you guys ever have any questions or content, you know, hit me up on social media or hit me up on my email. You can find all that in the show notes um, in the description. Until next time, I'll see you guys later.